What's up? It's Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Thanks for listening to the Under the Hood podcast presented by Coors Light. Stay inside and buy your Coors Light online. Find out how at get.coorslight.com. Coors Light, take time to chill. This is the 2020 NFL Draft Show presented by White Claw on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. 2020 NFL Draft Show here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Jonathan Hood with you, brought to you by White Claw. Want to get your thoughts, 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. Um, so the Bears are able to get Cole Komet as well, as uh, in the tight end from Notre Dame, as well as a cornerback for the uh, Bears now in place, Jalen Johnson. Let's get the... Uh, Information that we need from the Utah cornerback. So Jalen Johnson is now off the board, and he was a very interesting story. Found out after the season, he played the entire year at Utah with a torn labrum. He had a tackling drill that went awry in camp early on, but he stayed and decided to play through the entire season. And he was surprised as anybody, Mel, that he was a second-team All-American despite playing with that torn right labrum the entire year. That's the thing, the shoulder injuries, and I think that's the thing, durability with Jalen Johnson. He is a guy who brings length to that quarterback position. We thought about maybe the Minnesota Vikings at some point would like Jalen Johnson, about a six-foot corner with that length to handle those physical we have wide receivers in the NFL that bring size. He has good anticipation, Daniel. I like Jalen Johnson. I just hope he can stay healthy, DJ, coming back from that shoulder. Played through it, which showed his toughness, but he has had those injuries at Utah. And if he's on the field, he was an impressive cornerback for the youth. Yeah, I thought he was the third best cornerback in this draft class, Mel. And I think if he didn't have the shoulder issue, he'd be long gone by this point in time. So... For Ryan Pace to be able to do what he's done in this draft, get Cole Komet and then back it up with getting a big-time corner like Jalen Johnson, no first-round pick for the Bears, but I think you can make an argument they got two first-round players. Well, as I've been saying a lot on this program, uh, as we heard from Mel Kuyper Jr. and company on ESPN breaking down the uh, second pick for the Bears here in this draft, getting the corner from Utah, Jalen Johnson, well, those are the two that have to be able to start for the Bears. As simple as that. Like the, there is no projects here in round number two. Cole Komet has to be the starter, and he's going to have to really step up and, and be a guy for the Bears because of what Ryan Pace has done or has not done as general manager. Um, this is not one of these free agent things where you're just going to put it together with Band-Aids. This is Cole Komet, and he's going to have to be the guy. And the same thing at corner. Um, Jalen Johnson is going to have to compete, but he's going to have to be a guy that can help this defense in the secondary. I mean, this is what it is. Like, it's got to be on the offensive side and the defensive side. That's been taken care of by the Bears. More than likely, they will not have another pick tonight. We'll see what they do with their one pick in the fifth round, two in the sixth, and two in the seventh. But this is it. This is it. Like, so Cole Komet has to be a stud. And And I know that's a lot of pressure right out of the box, but he just has to be that guy because... Look at this roster that still has holes on the offensive line. Look at this roster that still needs some help in the secondary. You need help in the kicking game. So now it's on the Bears to be able to say, well, Cole, it's your job. Even though there's 10 other tight ends uh, in the room, you've got to be the guy. And, And so is Johnson at corner. He's got to be able to step in and be able to help this defense. So this is what it is. 
and Ryan Pace forced his own hand by mortgaging the future to try to win now. And you saw twelve and four to eight and eight to where whatever the Bears are going to be this upcoming season. So let me get your reaction. Three one two three three two ESPN is our phone number. We will say hello to Daryl in Chicago Heights on ESPN with Dallas with Jonathan Hood. Hey D. Hey, how's it going? What's cracking? I want to talk about the Bears. Now, I'm going to say this. First of all, I wish they would have got Jalen Hurt. But I think there are some other issues they should have addressed, like offensive line. It sounds like the tight end is a good pick. But I would have chosen gigs over him simply to the fact of the system that he played in and just the fact that he was learned from his brother, who's a wide receiver, about being a good defensive back. And I just think that I'm not saying this other kid is not good, but he has some injuries, and, but I just think that Diggs would have been a, a better fit for the Bears at defensive back and pro-ready than the guy that they got now. And I also hope that with this later pick, man, I know they're putting all this uh, trust in Montgomery, but we do need a good backup running back because Tariq Cohen, he's not a durable backup court, uh, running back. But I just, I mean, that's my comment on it. I wish we would address the offensive line also, and we mm-hmm. still can do it. But that's just how I feel right now. Yeah, I get it. Now, I totally understand. Well, I appreciate your phone call. So from the offensive line, the Bears have to be able to address that, if not once, then twice. Uh, because, as J.D. mentioned to me in our number one, in our first hour of our, our, our draft show, is that he's concerned about the entire offensive line. And I'm not concerned about the entire, but I, I am concerned about the depth and who's going to be on the right side of that offensive line. And again, these are moving parts on the line, so they can play a lot of different positions. But if it, you need to have an iron gate to be able to give Trubisky time to roll out of the pocket, same thing with Foles. So uh, tomorrow, on Saturday, the Bears have to address that, I would say once or twice for sure. Um, when you're talking about the weapons, um, again, Cole Komet was the best tight end on the board. And and I think that Cole Komet can be a guy that um, that can really be able to help this offense out. And again, he's got to help the offense, and the offense got to help him. All I know is that watching him in Notre Dame, he was a, a stud. And when you look at that tight end, uh, the tight end position, when I look at that list for the last three weeks, Cole Komet shines among everybody else. So I'm glad that the Bears didn't reach and go for someone in the middle of that chart. They went to the top, and so they got Komet. So I got no problem with it. I just know that Komet's got to be a stud, and there's going to be so much pressure on him to be a, a safety valve for Trubisky or Foles. It may not be fair, but this is where the Bears are right now. I'm glad you checked in. Appreciate your phone call. It leaves line open, 312-332-ESPN. Cody in South Bend on ESPN 1000 as we talk draft. Hello, Cody. Hello. Thanks for taking my call, man. I really appreciate it. Yes, sir. What do you think? Uh, I watched Notre Dame games all my life since I was a little boy. And Cole Komet is a stud. I know he is like 500 yards, ain't impressive, the stats. But he he is averaging 12.0 yards uh, a catch. He is a third down conversion like beast because uh, Notre Dame system, they or they're more of a uh, ground and pound, and then they play action. And if you don't know about Chase Claypool, they give him a lot. Of, I mean, they give him the ball a lot because he's a beast. But I'm telling you, uh, Komet. He can run. He can block. He has great running routes. He is six six, and he has a thirty uh, seven inch vertical. This man can jump like he will grab it. Like all of his touchdowns, he is snagging above everybody, like mossing them. Like he, he is a stud. Trust me, guys. Don't be afraid. He will show out. I, I mean, I'm telling you guys, he is a stud. Thank you right. for taking my call. 
All right, we hear from an Irish fan there in Cody in South Bend. Leaves line open, 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. Uh, John is in Pennsylvania listening on the ESPN Chicago app. Hello, John. Hoodie, what's up, man? Good to talk to you. What's cracking, John? Thumbs down, Hoodie. Thumbs down. You invest all that money in free agency to bring in Jimmy Graham. You don't draft a tight end with your first pick. I think Claypool would have been the better pick. Um, and, and, and Hoodie, I'll put you this way. As you said, I'm driving a truck through Pennsylvania right now. I watched, I stopped and watched uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I see Mike Tomlin in the room. Uh, by himself on a computer working. I see their GM doing the same thing. I see Ryan Pace bouncing his daughter on his knee. I see Maggie and the future uh, BUs sitting around uh, in their playroom there. Uh, Hoodie, as much as the world's changed, uh, nothing's changed uh, with the Bears. Uh, thumbs down, man. All right, thumbs down. Got you, John. And be careful on the roads. Appreciate your phone call. Um, uh, listen, I said at the time, and many of us, I mean, I don't, I'm not saying anything that you don't know. I said at the time, like, why are the Bears putting this kind of of, of financial gain on Jimmy Graham? It's because Ryan Pace knew him from New Orleans and thought, well, this is a guy that I need to have uh, in the tight, tight end room. And I thought... Well, if you watched Jimmy Graham in Green Bay, you knew that he wasn't very good in the autumn of his career, toward the end. And so I would agree with you that if you want to be able to address uh, one of your positions of need, I mean, I, I think wide, wide receiver is one of them. I think that the secondary is one of them. Um, but they went with, with Cole Komet, and it just makes the Graham pick look silly in a lot of ways, right? There's one way to look at it. You could say, well, Graham is a veteran in there, and he can, will be working with Cole Komet. Well, Jimmy Graham's not a blocking tight end and barely a, a catching tight end, so what is his value, right? Komet's value is that he is a, can, can be a stud, was a stud in college, and can be a stud in this offense. And so the, the downside of Graham is you're paying him because you knew him in New Orleans versus someone that can really help you right away. It's almost like the Graham pick was like, well, just in case we don't get our, the tight end that we want, at least we have somebody. Well, you know, nine or ten wide, uh, nine or ten tight ends doesn't necessarily mean you have one. You know, and so I, it was a head scratcher for me at the time, but at least they were able to address it with someone of value, I believe, in Komet. But you're right, the Graham, the Graham pick, it's like, well, you know, like why? Said so at the time, and you said at the time too. John Schomburg is with us as we talk about the Bears in the draft here on ESPN 1000 with Jonathan Hood. Hello, John. Hey, Hoodie. How you doing, man? What's going on, John? Look, so I'm a Notre Dame fan, too. And don't get me wrong, Komet, great athlete, big guy, good hands. He can actually block pretty decently, especially for the offense he came out of in, in Notre Dame. But here's my problem. Like you just said, you go, you pay Jimmy Graham. Uh, you pick a tight end, then you pick a corner, which I'm not completely upset about, but why don't we address offensive line or, you know, maybe a wide receiver for us to throw to outside of Allen Robinson? Like, it's just frustrating when they talk about how, oh, this is the deepest wide receiver draft in, you know, the past 20 years, and the Bears come out and add a 10th wide, you know, tight end and then another corner. And it's like, why? Like, what is Ryan Pace seeing? that I'm not seeing. You know, it's just frustrating. All right, John, I'm glad you checked in. Appreciate your phone call. I will say this, that uh, the uh, – and, Tyler, you've been watching this closer than I have because I'm, I'm hosting the show and I'm trying to watch the draft at the same time. I will just 
look here. Uh, Denzel Mims is finally taken. Okay, because I was going to ask you about him. Mims goes yeah, to, to New the York. Jets. Yep. Yeah, so that's that's taken. Van Jefferson was taken by the Rams at twenty five. So there's a couple wide receivers there. I got to look at my board here uh, of wide receivers. So the best receivers on the the board right now, you've got Devin Duvernay out of Texas. Oh, he's a stud. Antonio Gandy Golden from Liberty. KJ Hill out of Ohio State. Brian Edwards, South Carolina. Then you got Colin Johnson, another Texas guy. So there's your five best on the board right now. Peoples Jones from Michigan. Yeah, he's number eight on that board, sandwiched in between with Joe Reed and Lipscomb out of Vanderbilt. And, and Lipscomb is a guy that uh, Earl Bennett loves because he's a Vanderbilt guy. Oh, go figure. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you know, you know what I think, Tyler? And then we have a guest coming up to uh, in just a moment. I just wanted to point this out, that in day three of the draft, with the Bears with their one pick in the fifth or two in the sixth, I really believe that there is a wide receiver for the Bears to look at. Like, I know Duvernay will not be there. It's too bad because I, I think that he's a special player out of Texas. I think that he is really good. You mentioned Gandy Golden out of uh, Liberty is on this list is also, right? And then Colin Johnson from Texas. So, I mean, there's, I think there's some guys there before it's – I like the wide receivers, but then you start going toward the middle or the bottom of the barrel of some of these guys. And, man, even though I might have seen them play, I don't know if the Bears are going to get themselves what I would consider a quality wide receiver earlier in the draft. Yeah, it's it's definitely slimmer towards the end, and which is interesting. There is one guy who I think could be a, a decent fit if he's still around in the fifth. Because remember, you, you still got to get through a whole fourth round and even a third round with a couple of compensatory picks as well before the Bears are even on the clock again. But James Prochet out of SMU is another intriguing name that could be there late. Uh, some of our, our listeners have talked about um, you know the offensive line. Well, the Bears are going to have to address the offensive line. I think it's a must now. Uh, and I think that you can still find some value there. But you're not getting the quality that is taken in the first couple rounds, but the Bears will address the offensive line. You need protection for Foles or Trubisky, so your point is well taken. More of your phone calls coming up, 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. We'll get a little bit of a more of a keen eye on Jalen Johnson, the corner uh, that the Bears were able to pick up, and your thoughts, thumbs up. Thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. Your thoughts on the Bears, what they did in the second round of the draft as the 2020 NFL Draft Show continues after this. Brought to you by White Claw on ESPN 1000. This is the 2020 NFL Draft Show presented by White Claw on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. The 2020 NFL Draft Show here on ESPN 1000. The uh, Chicago Bears have made their selections. So you take a look at the Bears and getting Jalen Johnson from Utah, as well as uh, Cole Komet, the tight end from uh, Notre Dame. Uh, they The Bears needed to draft for need. They did at tight end, as well as uh, getting the job done uh, at corner. Josh Newman from the Salt Lake Tribune is with us here to talk to us about Jalen Johnson. He's with us here on ESPN 1000. Josh, Jonathan Hood, thanks so much for your time. Oh, uh, no, it's... It- it's no problem at all. I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys having me. Absolutely. I want to get your thoughts on Jalen Johnson um, because the Bears needed to have a corner, someone in their secondary. What stood out most about uh, Jalen as a Ute? I think the thing that stands out mostly is that, look, he injured his shoulder 
at some point during the 2018 season, uh, played all through 2019, and we find out after the fact, right before the combine, that Johnson has a torn right labrum. Okay, when you take a step back and you look at what Johnson did in 2019, it's pretty remarkable. He was one of, if not the best cornerbacks in the Pac-12, all Pac-12 kid, all-American at his position, and he did all that with a torn right labrum. So, you know, tears his right labrum, still goes to the combine, uh, ran a 4-5-40. He benched 225 pounds 15 times at the combine. So the, the first thing that stands out to me is he's a tough kid. He's a football player, right? You know, he always held to his father's maxims, you know, are you hurt? Or are you injured? If you're if you're injured, you can't play. If you're hurt, you can. And you know the fact that he played all of last season with that shoulder injury to me is pretty remarkable. Uh, you know, Kyle Whittingham is one of the best coaches in college football. He's always in need of leadership. What stands out most about the leadership for Jalen? Uh, I I think it's that he's willing to be vocal, right? He's willing to hold guys accountable. Uh, you know, he came in here, he took a he took a leading role. You know. Pretty immediately, as a freshman, he obviously wasn't—he obviously wasn't the stud that he was as a junior. But he, you know, he came in here with a plan. Uh, you know, was vocal. Um, you know, wanted to be out of here in three years with his degree. He did all of that. So, um, and you know, he's a typical Utah type of kid. You know, he wasn't—he wasn't recruited super, super high. Um, Could have gone to a lot of high major programs, but you know, chose chose Utah. Um, did what he had to do, and um, and Utah was better off for the time that he spent here. Uh, we're talking about uh, Jalen Johnson from the, the Utah Utes. Uh, are you surprised that he was, uh, Josh, in the second round, or maybe not a first rounder? Are you surprised of where he was selected? I was a little surprised. You know, obviously, again, with the shoulder, he has a history of, of shoulder stuff. Uh, I believe the shoulder surgery he had in March was – uh, was his third shoulder surgery since high school. So he does have this history of, of shoulder trouble, but still he's a first round talent. I don't think anybody could deny, you know, watching him, you know, I've, I've talked to scouts and personnel guys. They all believe that he was a first round talent. I think the shoulder stuff kind of had people, uh, excuse me, had teams kind of step back away from him. But even still, again, it's clear that he was a first round talent. Am I surprised that he dropped all the, all the way to 50 Yes, I am. I mean, I went into last night's first round thinking that, thinking that given the talent and given the resume and, you know, the toughness, the stuff he did at the combine, the stuff you see on tape, I still thought he was going to sneak into, you know, the last five, seven, ten picks last night. But obviously that didn't happen. So um, I think the Bears are getting a good one, and I think they're getting value at number 50. And uh, I think a lot of teams – you know, when it's all said and done, I think a lot of teams are, are going to regret letting him slip all the way to the Bears at 50. Josh, um, many are wondering whether or not we're going to have a college football season. From where you sit, what, uh, what's the likelihood of us seeing a college football season with or without fans? Yeah, that's a tough one. I, I, I think, look, everything's fluid, right? And nobody really knows anything for sure yet. The one thing that is certain in my mind is that just based on the timetable, I, I don't think we're starting on time. Um, I don't think we're going to start college football on time. I think at this point, I think your best case scenario would be maybe October 1st at the absolute best. Uh, I think the more reasonable, prudent move would be just to 
move everything to uh, January 1st or February 1st and play, you know, play through April or May. Um, they're going to play football during the 2020-21 academic year. There's too much money on the table. There's too much at stake with the TV contracts and ticket sales and the whole thing. I do think they're going to play football. Uh, now, to your point, are they going to play with fans, without fans? Um, again, everything fluid. Nobody really knows. I do think they are going to make every effort to play with fans in some fashion because if you don't play with fans, you're talking about sacrificing tens of millions of dollars per season in ticket sales. And I don't know the athletic department in the country that can be sacrificing that much money in ticket sales. Josh, I'm glad you spent some time with us trying to give us an insight on Jalen Johnson. Um, This is a need that the Bears uh, had to have at corner. And uh, he's a player, by the way, that... (laughs) That because of where the Bears are, he's going to have to be pressing the service pretty quickly here, uh, maybe on day one. So we will see. But I'm glad you spent some time with us here in Chicago. I appreciate you guys having me. Stay safe. Indeed, it is Josh Newman from the Salt Lake Tribune with us telling us his thoughts on Jalen Johnson here on the 2020 NFL Draft Show. We'll take more of your phone calls coming up, 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. The Bears were able to make their picks here in the second round. just want to get your reaction to it. Cole Komet, the tight end from Notre Dame, as, as in now Chicago Bears, also Jalen Johnson, the Utah Ute uh, at corner, also part of this Bears team. So what's your feeling on what the Bears have done here in the second round? 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. We'll get your phone calls in here coming up next on the 2020 NFL Draft Show, brought to you by White Claw, Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000. Welcome back to the 2020 NFL Draft Show, presented by White Claw. This is Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. Live from Draft Headquarters, a.k.a. the Hood Center, somewhere on the south side. Here's Jonathan Hood. It's the future! Chicago Bears are able to get Cole Komet, the tight end for Notre Dame, at the number 43 overall pick. And Jalen Johnson, the Utah from uh, the cornerback, the number 50 pick overall. We're getting your reaction to what the Bears have done here in the 2020 draft. Brought to you by White Claw, 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. Uh, if you're just joining us, I-, I will tell you that the Bears have a lot of holes to fill in this draft. And one of them was the tight end. When you have 10 tight ends, doesn't mean that you have one. And so they actually have one now in Cole Komet. Uh, when I look at the cornerback situation, we just heard the report there. There was some injury situations with Jalen Johnson uh, early in his career, but is a player that is better than the 50th overall just based on one person's opinion. When you're the Bears and you need to be able to find someone on the offensive line, wide receiver, kicking game, um, the secondary, tight end, uh, you've got to be able to address these needs. And, you know, I know that this is the draft and – Everybody likes to be able to point fingers like, no, that's not the guy that I wanted. I mean, uh, Chris Adam and I are, are doing a college football show every fall, and no one ever calls and says, oh, this guy's going to be great on the next level. This guy's going to be – but yet when he gets to draft time, everybody's a college football expert. Uh, well, I'll tell you is that Cole Komet was the best tight end on the board. I have no problem with the pick because the Bears needed a tight end. They needed someone for Foles or Trubisky to throw to, so I don't have a problem with that. Um, Jalen Johnson at corner – 
Well, again, you look at that corner position, you need to have someone there on the other side. Um, uh, and when I look at Kyle Fuller, when I look at um, Eddie Jackson, quality guys in the secondary, maybe Jalen Johnson could be that guy as well. But I know one thing, it's better than not looking at the cornerback position. People have called already talking about the offensive line. Well, they got to address that tomorrow. They've got to address it. And, and I don't, if, can someone call me and tell me the offensive tackle or the guard or the center uh, that the Bears should be going after? You mad they didn't go after Ruiz from Michigan or Hennessy from Temple or looking at uh, uh, guards because everyone is uh, familiar with guard play like Lemieux from uh, Oregon or Bredson from Michigan. I mean, so the the whole point is is that the Bears more likely will address these players. Now, can these players pay dividends for the Bears? So they hit on the guys they need to hit on as far as the position, corner and tight end. But as I've mentioned before, these two have to start this upcoming season. They've got to, they have to be pressed in the service right now because of what Ryan Pace has not done as a general manager. So let me get your thoughts. 312-332-ESPN. I mean, we can, <laughs> I know what this is when, when there are some that's going to be kicking and screaming like you didn't get your guy. Well, who's your guy? And what, how come you didn't call me with your guy like months ago? You, you read one magazine article or see something online and he's not your guy. Well, it's a, right now it's about trying to fill the holes on this team. And as a college football fan, there's, a, there's some quality that's fallen off this board here in the first and second round that I've enjoyed watching on Saturdays. Cole Komet is one of them. And so that, I mean, that's the best tight end on a weak tight end board. I look at this tight end board in front of me here. Komet was number one, and then you had some question marks from a guy from Florida Atlantic. Uh, Hopkins from Purdue, uh, Albert O from Missouri, who tore up my uh, Georgia Bulldogs in one game, uh, Pinckney from Vanderbilt. Those are all question marks. But Komet, that's the real tight end that you want right there. But how will he for- fare with the Bears? We'll find out. Richard on 94 with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000. We talk Bears. Hello, Rich. Hey, how you doing? Good. Thanks for checking in. Hey, yeah, you know, uh, Cole Komet, um, at first I was a little underwhelmed with the pick because it's not like he's blazing fast. You know, Trey Burton had a better 40 than him. Maybe Trey Burton moves better in space, uh, and I know we got rid of him, and I know that's the hole we need to fill. The more I thought about it, we have Graham for two years. We have him on a two-year contract. He's probably going to mentor him. They're both six six. Graham's going to teach him how to box out, you know. Um, Graham's going to teach a, him how to be very, professional. That's a very expensive teacher. Rich, that's the problem. Like the Graham pick was the the Graham choice was so wrong uh, for a guy that has not that much left in the tank. That's why the Comet deal makes sense. It makes more sense than having Jimmy Graham for two years plus the money he's getting. That's the thing that's so strange about it. Yeah, and it's guaranteed money too. So we have Graham for 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 at least this amount of time. I think it's the Bears trying to make sure we have the tight ends because they're important in Matt, in Matt Nagy's system, right? Um, you were asking about guys I would have preferred. Uh, I just – I was it hurt so bad to watch our offensive line just not execute the run game, the run scheme, the way Matt Nagy wanted all season last season. I was looking at Lloyd Cushenberry, and I was looking at Josh Jones uh, as a developmental prospect uh, because next season we're getting rid of Bobby, at least one of them, Bobby Massey or Charles Leno. And I, those were the two guys that I was kind of hoping that the Bears would get because it, it really hurt to watch our offensive line sometimes. Let me address that, and I appreciate your phone call. Um, so Tyler 
Cushenberry, Lloyd Cushenberry the third is the as the center from LSU. Um, and, and he is a guy I think is flexible enough to play several positions of the offensive line. And again, I've, I've t- kept my eyes away from the screen a little bit because I'm looking at the call screener and on my iPad as well. I don't think Cushenberry's not been taken yet, I don't believe, right, in the second round? Looking right now, and yes, he is still on the board uh, as the best available center. Yeah, so that okay, so I'm looking at this and now. And overall, a, he's 11th best overall on the board. That's a good name. That's a good name. Um, and, I, and boy, the, the run on LSU players, boy. <laughs> What are the Tigers going to look like next year? <laughs> I know they're going to reload because of uh, recruiting, but boy, I mean, from Burrow to their center to um, wide receivers like Justin uh, Jefferson, boy, that uh, and Alaire, the running back. By the way, Alaire, who was ch- taken last in the first round of the draft by Kansas City, um, if, if people are wondering about uh, what Tariq Cohen was to look at look like, watch Alaire with. Uh, with Kansas City, that's what Tariq Cohen supposed to look like. Uh, so that'll be that'll be interesting to watch. Three one two three three two ESPN is our phone number. Uh, South Shore here's Alonzo on ESPN went down. So we talked draft. Hello, Zo. How you doing, man? How you doing, sir? Good. What's cracking? I'm good. I I love the picks. I ain't gonna. I love the picks. I feel like at forty three, I ain't gonna. Lie, I feel like we should have went right receiver after we lost Taylor Gabriel. I seen Denzel Mims on there. Mm-hmm. I've seen a couple of wide receivers, but we needed tight end. And we needed to fill that tight end position, too. So I feel like that was a great pick. And I like Kermit. Kermit is good, physical. That was a great pick. And we needed a, at 50, we needed a good cornerback. And I feel like Johnson, that he fit the ball, too. So I feel like the Bears' two picks was a great pick. So what you call him? Who's the tight end for the Bears? Uh, Cole Kermit. Cole Komet, yes, absolutely. That yeah. that that guy, you know what? It, the Bears need a tight end, so they got the best tight end on the board. Now, like like wide receiver too, absolutely. And here here's why. Tell me if I'm right, right? When it comes to the wide receiver spot, like who wouldn't want Allen Robinson on the team? And Anthony yeah. Miller is a is a is a nice player. I, I just need to know what else the Bears going to do at that wide receiver spot. Like you, I think they need to be able to look into that. And it's been a run of wide receivers here in the first couple of days of the draft. Yes, I I, I like that too. Like it, it's been deep, and that's what I said. I thought we should. I, it was some it was some wide receivers still on the board when we took Comet. Yeah, that's why I was thinking like, man, we need a little wide receiver. But at the same time, I kind of like some of the wide receivers we do have still on the, on, on our roster. I like Williams. He could step up. I like uh, the wide receiver we got. Uh, really. I like him. He could step up too, but that's like a big question mark. But some some guys that already stepped up and uh, they was on the board, and I thought we should have took them. But I ain't gonna. Lie. I still like. I still love. I love the picks. I'm not gonna lie. I love the picks of the Bears. I think that right, was good. F- two good pickups. Zo, I'm glad you checked in from South Shore. I appreciate your phone call. Zo leaves line open three one two three three two ESPN three three two three seven seven six is our phone number. If you're on hold, you will be on the air. I just want to get your thoughts. Thumbs up, thumbs in the middle, thumbs down about what you've seen with this Bears draft. They addressed the tight end position and the corner position as well. Uh, this NFL draft is brought to you by the Illinois Media School. Classes are going on now right from the comfort of your own home. 
So go to BeOnAir.com. Again, it's BeOnAir.com to start your exciting new career today. That's Illinois Media School, BeOnAir.com. We'll get your phone calls in here, 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. Still to come, we'll get a chance to hear from the draft picks. We'll hear from Komet, uh, and we'll also be able to hear uh, some thoughts about the new corner for the Bears as well. We'll get a chance to talk about Jalen Johnson and look ahead to what the Bears need to do tomorrow. I guess they're not going to do anything more tonight. I'm looking at these names coming off the board, but they do have picks uh, in the fifth round, one there, two in the sixth, and two in the seventh as we review the Bears and their draft picks here on the Draft Show with Jonathan Hood brought to you by White Claw on ESPN 1000. This is the 2020 NFL Draft Show presented by White Claw on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. The 2020 NFL Draft Show here on ESPN 1000. Jonathan Hood with you. The Bears get their tight end and Cole Komet. What do you think of that? First picked in the second round, they get Cole Komet, the Notre Dame tight end. If you're an Irish fan, you should be calling me. She be calling me in uh, South Bend or in the area or Chicagoland. You should tell me about Cole Komet. Tell us all about Cole Komet. I watched him with the Irish, and I knew he was the best tight end in the country. There was no doubt. But the the amount of tight ends that were available in this draft are not they're not quality. But Komet is the best of the best, and I just think that there was some NFL quality in Komet watching him with the Irish, and then Jalen Johnson, the corner from Utah. Uh, goes to the Bears as well, and they probably will do it for the Bears here tonight, and we'll see what happens tomorrow with their uh, three, five picks, or maybe more uh, on Saturday's uh, NFL draft coverage. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our telephone number. Um, Let us go back to the phone lines and talk to you. We will say hello to David in Naperville with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000. Hi, Dave. Hey, how's it going? Good. Thanks for checking in. So, ironically enough, I am a huge Notre Dame fan, as you kind of preface that going in. So, I will tell you, Cole Komet, by far, is my is is my guy. I, for for you may have made a comment earlier about how like you know nobody said anything earlier. For since the season ended, I've been hoping that the Bears would get Komet. So I'm a big fan of him. I absolutely love him. Um, anybody that has any questions about how good he is, just needs to go back and watch the Georgia game from the beginning of the year when he was coming back from injury against what was supposed to be one of the best defenses put up nine for 108 and was easily the best player on the Notre Dame team. And for lack of a better term, made Ian Book look like a very, very good quarterback. Um, Komet is awesome. I absolutely love him. Love the pick. Uh, you guys brought up Jimmy Graham and how the pick didn't really make sense. Signing Jimmy Graham didn't make sense. The only thing I will say is, you know, Komet and Graham have a different skill set. Graham is more of a, a guy who plays off the line, like he played with the Saints when he was most uh, prolific, I would say. And, uh, you know, Komet's more of a guy that has his hand in the ground. So, Maybe you're going to see Graham maybe in more of like a slot position or something like that, like when he was with the Saints and, and off the line of scrimmage, and maybe that's the idea. But uh, Komet, like I said, he's more of a – he has the potential I could see him being like a George Kittle-type player. I mean, he's, he's that tough. He's that good. As a Georgia fan, I will tell you how – how just crazy it was for me to watch how there was no answer for Komet. <laughs> like, yeah, well, like, and, 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 that's, and that's the thing. I mean, you look at Georgia. I mean, in Georgia, at that point, was still considered to be a national title contender. Yeah. And that game, that game's in Georgia. You know that Cole Komet is the main guy that they're going after. And that defense, which was so heralded as being so great, they could not stop this guy. 
And anybody who's a Notre Dame fan or who watches Notre Dame games is always going to fall back on the, well, who did you play? Well, guess what? He played Georgia. Georgia was supposed to be the best defense, and he dominated Georgia. Yes, there was no answer for Komet as if the uh, as if um, Kirby Smart didn't know that he was on the team. <laughs> like, I, yeah. like you know, he was going to be on the team, and he really, uh, really damaged the defense for the Bulldogs. I'm glad you checked in, Dave. Appreciate your phone call. Leaves line open three one two three three two ESPN is our phone number. Again, if you're an Irish fan, uh, you should tell uh, some of these Bears fans that just uh, spend their time watching you know games on Sunday that Komet is a good player. I don't think there's any question about it. And, and again. If you call me and tell me that the Bears should have been able to get a wide receiver first, you're right. If you say they should have had an offensive lineman first, you're right. You, you say they should be able to take care of their secondary first, you're right. That's That shows you how many holes there are on this football team. It just shows you where the NFL is when you are a when you are 12 and four, then eight and eight, and then to this. How you just you, you it's hard to be able to maintain the consistency as a football team. Uh, when you have ineptitude at the quarterback position. It all just falls apart because of what you don't have offensively. The offense can stabilize a team. You can have a mediocre defense, but if you have an offense, and you've got weapons and a quarterback that can get you down the field, that helps you. But when you are not sure well, what you want to do offensively and you are only scoring 15 to 17 points a game, this is what you get. This is what you get. All the uncertainty and trying to uh, plug up these holes on this uh, on this team – this is what you, what you have. So they address the corner and they address the tight end. Three one two three three two. ESPN is our phone number. We say hello to Mark in Michigan City on ESPN One Thousand. Hi, Mark. How's it going, Jonathan? Good. Thanks for checking in. Hey, um, you know, look at the tight end position issues. You look at things uh, from pre-draft, and you know, you heard for the past year and a half how. How sorry the Bears' offense have been because of lack of tight end position, and I think that they looked at what the draft board looked like in, in that position. There's only one bona fide guy, like you mentioned. I don't think that they thought there was a chance that he would fall to them. So prior to the draft, they looked around what's available out in the market, and they grabbed Graham. Um, can't blame them for it. Probably the best option out there, but I think they've been really fortunate to have this guy fall the way down the board like that. What else do you want the Bears to address? Definitely offensive line. Yeah, it's, it's a must, guys. isn't it? <laughs> yep, two or th- two or three more guys, I think. Yeah, it's, it, I appreciate your phone call. It's a must. You've got to be able to address this offensive line uh, on on either side. Um, JD was going to be with us a little bit later on. JD mentioned that hey, uh, he's concerned about the entire line in general. It's, it's what it is, you know, when it comes to to this Bears team. You're trying to plug a hole here, plug a hole there. It's it, it's every team's problem, but the team that is always in the playoffs or the team that's always being able to uh, answer their questions through the draft versus trying to answer it through free agency with patchwork, those are teams that usually don't get it done. You know, they are not they are too inconsistent to get it done. Three one two three three two ESPN is our phone number. Uh, Pete in Burbank with Jonathan Hood as we talk draft on ESPN one thousand. Hi, Pete. Yo, Jay Hood. Hey. We can't draft GMs in the draft, right? <laughs> I wish we could. <laughs> All right, then. We got the best tight end available, hands down. We, we can't draft the new GMs, so we can't fill five holes with one pick. We got the best player available. Like, Yeah, that's just people people just nitpicking. You can't – yeah, we can't redraft the GM. It's okay. I would, take Bel- I, I would take Belichick's dog. That's it. Thank you. Oh, man. I was even thinking his cat. But, yeah, I would take his dog, too. 
<laughs> and you got to look at this way. He, hey, the last three years, he's got one good player at each draft. This is his good player. That's the only good one. I feel bad. Hey, my buddy said he thought he was going to say Jalen Hurts is Jalen yeah. Johnson. Oh, heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. <laughs> All right, man. Oh. I'm glad you checked in, Pete, from Burbank. Be safe, man. Appreciate your phone call from the south side. I take more of your phone calls coming up. If you're on hold, you will be on the air. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. Still to come in our 9 o'clock hour, we will hear from Cole Komet. We're going to hear from Johnson as well. Jalen Johnson, his thoughts about um, – uh, about being a bear. Same thing with Komet. Also, uh, get your phone calls in here. Thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. Your thoughts on what the Bears have done so far in the draft. You're listening to the 2020 NFL Draft Show. Jonathan Hood brought to you by White Claw.